feel like I could take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> what a riveting way to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyways, hi friends. Hi. Welcome back. Thanks for coming to our podcast. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. listening, people. Yes. In efforts to keep things current, we are recording this a little differently. Mm. Or that we are coming back. You're gonna you're gonna tell people the the behind the scenes secrets? Juicy secret details. Juicy we are recording this details. post the main content of the podcast so we can stay more up to date with the current events that are happening yeah. right now. So yeah. whatever this is in front of, this little segment should tie in with current events that are actually current instead of us releasing an episode and then talking about current events that were two weeks old by the time you actually listened to it. Yeah, I feel so like that you was said current a lot of times. Current. It's <laughs> current events, not past events. Yes. So, we're just going to get right into it. Get right into it. Get right into it. Yeah. Get right into get it. it. Get, get right into it. It's been hot as balls here. My balls was hot. Hot as balls. We got In a California. We got a... Big um, heat wave. Heat wave. We have a... What's the thing called? Like advisory warning? Yeah, we have a heat advisory. It's hot. hot, hot, hot. So hot, in fact, that the hottest temperature ever recorded on Earth basically was just recorded in Death Valley. Coincidentally, in a place called Furnace Creek, because it's so damn hot. It's a a location in Death Valley, which is the lowest, driest, and hottest location in the United States. Um, Previously... It had the world's hottest, which still stands, but there's some yeah. controversy as to whether or not. Yeah, because they think that it might have been like slightly misrecorded. Well, right? I guess scientists say that, like, uh, meteorologically, meteor, rod, meteorolo- what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Give it up, buddy. Basically, they're saying there's no way <laughs> that it could have been that hot due to like weather forecasts for that time. Hmm, And basically that was recorded as 134 degrees on July 10th, 1919, 1913, 1913. But, uh, they recently just reached 131 degrees in the same exact location on this last Sunday, which was, uh, which was, let me look it up. It was like the 16th or something. It was the 16th. So yeah, 131 degrees. That's fucking crazy. That's so hot that it is the recommended internal temperature of a rare steak. Is the temperature that was outside. For a rare, but nobody eats a rare steak Some unless they're eating. Do. Well, unless they're eating tartare. Okay, but no, that's raw. <laughs> But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. A medium rare steak, which you enjoy, is 140. So we're nine degrees off. 145. You let that set mm. and rest for a bit. You're gonna get to 140. <laughs> that's how damn hot it was in Death Valley. <laughs> Shout out to you, California, our home state. Yeah, for being we the li- most unlivable place that's on the planet. Yeah, we live here. Yes. In other news, in I other love news. you. I love you. <laughs> In other news, Trump, I swear we're not the the Trump news podcast, but it's just so hard where just more and more stuff comes out every day. And the next two things I'm going to talk about are related to that. But um, first and foremost, what's kind of dominating headlines right now is just Trump's out all out war on the Postal Service, specifically because of mail in ballots. They're going to, what he believes is going to cost him the election, which I believe it will be too. But, um, yeah, he basically. And, and even still, even still at this rate with the amount that he's trying to like fuck it up, even if people are like, well, okay, fuck you. I will go vote in person. Yeah. Still not voting for you, motherfucker. Yeah, but he basically admitted to the sabotage of the postal service, um, And this goes like multiple layers deep, but just real quick, uh, basically what he had said was 
as some of you may have known, the Postal Service has been in dire um, crisis due to yeah. its budgeting and finances. For a long time For a long now. time. Yeah. And uh, if you want to learn more about that, shout out to John Oliver. He did a great episode on yeah. Last Week Tonight um, where he was talking about the reasons why the Postal Service is in such dire financial crisis yeah, and all the things that attributed to that. So definitely go back and look at that. It's probably on YouTube if you want to find that out. And also something that I learned today that I like, not that I necessarily didn't know or knew it, but um, what a lot of people probably don't realize is I assumed that like my taxpayer money helped cover the cost of like the USPS. It does not. The fact that it doesn't blows my fucking mind. Like, it is such an essential service that we need in our nation. And, like, it should be taken care of. It should be covered. It shouldn't have to be going through any sort of financial crisis ever. But anyways, just to kind of hit on the the highlights of this story. um, He basically on the news and in one of his press conferences was talking about how the postal service is in, you know, financial crisis and how they need money specifically because of the influx of uh, mail that's going to be happening because of mail and ballots. And he basically said, uh, I'm not going to give them money. And if I don't give them money, they won't be able to handle the amount of mail and ballots that are coming through. So therefore he basically admitted like, I am specifically trying to sabotage the Postal Service so those mail-in ballots do not come in a timely fashion. Yeah. So people cannot vote via mail. Which makes you draw the conclusion he does not want people mailing in any ballots. Which, yeah, I mean, he's been making comments about, like, mail-in voting for a long time now. And how, which, I'm sorry, he's fucking registered for mail-in voting. In Florida. In Florida. It's, yeah. It's it's a bad situation, and uh, of course, we encourage any listeners to do your own yeah. research, look stuff up, um, you know, not from only one source. Try to get you know a wide variety yeah. of information yeah. to you know inform yourself and educate yourself on these issues. But um, it's definitely a problem. It's easily like you can easily connect those dots as to why these decisions are being made and the trickle down from the fact that the postmaster general is a huge Trump supporter and has been a contributor to his campaign for a long time. And just seeing where somebody benefits from these decisions. Um, Anyways, bad situation. So moving on, the last thing that I just wanted to talk about real quick was just something that kind of dropped yesterday. And it was something I wasn't even aware of. Um, and it was basically the Senate Intelligence Committee yeah. that was specifically banded to look into basically the meddling into the 2016 election, the whole Russia interference thing. Yeah, and this was specifically Republican. It's majority okay. Republican. Okay. This this panel. This it's panel. A, it's a Republican-led Senate committee that okay. is looking into this. Um, okay. Yesterday, they released their fifth and final investigation into what happened, why it happened, all of the above. Back and in 2016. Back in 2016, okay. specifically with Russia's interference in our election. Yep. So it was basically a 1300 page report. Okay. That is free to the public. You can read it if that is something that interests you. But just to give you the cliff notes of kind of what has been brought to the surface and released because of this finding is basically they found that Russia launched an aggressive effort to interfere in the 2016 presidential election on behalf of Donald Trump and uh, the associates of the Republican candidates. Um, Basically, they found that those Republican candidates were in regular touch with Russia through the campaign and were eager um, to receive the benefits and help from that interference in the election. Um, it does not conclude one way or the other whether the Trump campaign um, and Russia were criminally like conspired to sway the election. Mm-hmm. It just says that basically there is substantial evidence that Russia was trying to interfere in the election, yeah. had help from people like Paul Manafort, who was Trump's lead campaign manager. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically said that the Trump campaign was very eager and open to allowing that help through hacking of 
emails from the DNC through Democratic candidates. Yeah. And yeah. Like in Facebook posts and shit yeah. like that. So it's like, yeah. at this point, you have people on the left saying that the 2016 election was, was rigged. Was rigged or there was interference. Yeah. Now you have the right saying that there was yeah. interference, but yet nothing is happening. So, yeah. And it's just you like, go. you know, I feel the need to still shed light on the fact that like in the 2016 election, Donald Trump significantly lost the popular vote. Significantly lost. And it's just like he lost by a couple million votes for sure. Light a little bit on a broken system. And that's a whole other conversation, but I feel like that alone needs to say something. I mean, just in the case of national security, no other country should have any bearings as to yeah. what the results of our elections are. Yeah. And that's what's Absolutely. what's most important here. Yeah. And uh, another thing that they did find through the report is it didn't just stop at 2016. It's happening again. Yep. Um, there's still a lot of collusion and interference from the Russian government trying to meddle in our election. So, yeah. um, most importantly, go out and vote. Most your, of- your voice matters. Yeah. Fucking vote. Don't vote Trump, though. If that's who you want to vote, whatever. <laughs> but just make sure that you're out there voting. So, yeah, that's what's going on in the world. That's your little um, your little highlight reel yeah. of current events. If this is something you're into, let us know. Um, I just feel like I like bringing this stuff yeah. to light. Yeah. Um, I like allowing maybe a difference of opinion on certain things. If you have... A difference of opinion. Maybe you listen to this and maybe you, you learn some things that will encourage you to go look for yourself for things. Or yeah. Or if you have a difference of opinion based off of factual information, like DM us, please like let us know. Like we are all about keeping a crack in our door. We are all about not being completely closed off and putting ourselves in a box. Like if you have valid information that fights what we believe, let us know. Like, we want to hear. Yeah. We're all about open communication. Yeah. And uh, that kind of goes right into what we're going to be talking about today, and which was uh, love languages and really how that plays a part in our relationship and uh, how it might play a part in yours, too. Open so, communicado. Yo, hey, blow, espanole. Yeah, totally. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So... uh uh, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with uh, the full episode. Yeah. Hope you enjoy Love Languages. What are we, what are we, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Talking about. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about love languages today and just kind of how they work in a relationship and whether or not we think they're important and how they play a role in our relationship and anybody else's. Uh, I figured we should probably just define what love languages are if people have no idea what we're talking about and you've kind of lived under a rock when it comes to relationships because it's a pretty widely known concept. Um, so yeah, do you want me to define it or do you want to define it? I'll define it. I... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Because I have it on my phone in the notes. Sure. Because this isn't off the the cuff. (laughs) So anyways, um, (laughs) when we're talking love languages, (laughs) when we're talking love languages, specifically, we're talking about a concept by Gary Chapman, which came from the book, The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt commitment to your mate good i might which was published in 1992 Hmm. um and when i was looking into this i did not really know anything about this coming from a book did it get republished at some point because or like was there because i remember specifically like in the mid 2000s where it became like it exploded you know it was big thing it was because people were able to take quizzes online and Mm. you know find out what your love language is but this has been a concept for a while like this dude's old yeah um and he wrote this book 
It was published in 1992. And uh, basically, like I said, the, the title of that was The Five Love Languages and How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. Crikey. And basically what it is, is it's basically it outlines five general ways that romantic partners express and experience love, which Chapman calls love languages. Basically, the, the five are acts of service, gift giving, physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. Those are the five that he's defined as love languages. Mm-hmm. And in the book, he specifically talks that while everybody can experience like joy through all of those what he calls love languages, usually everybody has a primary like specific lug, love <laughs> lug, love language that they speak. Yep. I figured we'd talk kind of about whether or not we think they're important, how they play a role in maybe our relationship, maybe yeah. in other people's, and you know, we'll just kind of see where it goes from there. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Let's get started on lug languages. I lug you. I lug you. I speak your language. Yeah. So I mean right off the bat, I just want to ask you and get your opinion. Okay. Um do you think that love languages are an important part of like healthy communication in a relationship? Absolutely. You do. Yeah, absolutely. You don't think it's like some sort of pseudoscience or you know, whatever. No, not at all. I think it's very real. And I don't like it doesn't have to be necessarily classified into like the specific ways that he's classified it in. But I absolutely believe that we all have our own form of communicating our own form of how we like to receive something that resembles love and Mm -hmm. an expression of how we like to portray a way of like, like how we like to speak love to somebody, some somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. How you like to both receive love and speak love and speak like, love, give love, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm trying to figure out even like to this point, like with love languages, whether it's something that's more important on the receiving aspect or like giving it. Because obviously, mm-hmm. when you think about love languages, this is how you like to receive love, but not necessarily does that mean that's how you like want to be giving love back well yeah and i think it's i think it's i think they're equally important yeah i think the way you were i think the way you receive and how you like to receive is equally as important as how you give well like and also the difference of how you like to give because that is your language that you're speaking but then also learning your partner's language and giving their language of how they like to receive yeah i don't know what any of that meant i wasn't following it. i'm so buzzed are you yeah bonvid i'm dieting and it's like i'm dieting (laughs) no but um for real because we keep it real real talk yo if you guys weren't aware um whether or not we keep it real we do moving on um no i think that it doesn't necessarily mean how you like to receive love is what you also give out. Like, no, not if, at all. If my primary love language was gift giving and I like to really give you gifts, that doesn't necessarily mean that I like to receive Absolutely. gifts. Absolutely. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying at all. And I think there is something to that that can, you know, be more expanded in this conversation, mm-hmm. but I have no idea where to go with it. So we won't go there. Okay. Unless you have something that you want to say. I think it's about finding what your own specific love languages are. Again, can it be what this particular author has categorized those love languages into? Sure. Can it be like your own categories as well? Absolutely. But I think that it is important to understand, one, how you personally like to receive love. Yeah. Two, how you like to give love. Three, how Ooh. your partner likes to receive love. And four, how your partner likes to give love. Yeah. Like right in the room, knowing, yeah. just knowing your partner. Howdy, partner. Um, Like everything that we talk about, I feel like communication is key with this thing. Always. And uh, I think the concept itself is... is do, you, do you think it's important? Yeah, I do think it's important. Um, And again, kind of agreeing like with what you said, I don't think they need to be like concrete define like these are the five mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. but i think it's more important to just know how to give what your partner is wanting and like you know also knowing 
obviously you know yourself, you know how you want to be loved in, yeah. in certain things. But again, like the, the five like core concepts, I don't think it necessarily needs to be that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just, just knowing your partner, that's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And I mean, those categories, I feel like in, on a very surface level, they are very broad categories when you go a little bit more in, like you can go a little bit more in depth into them. Like gift giving doesn't necessarily mean, um, always very materialistic things. Doesn't necessarily mean like a high cost on that thing. What gift giving means is specifically the thought behind the gift. So even if it was literally just like, a little handwritten note or just something, even if it was something small, but there was like a true, like legitimate thought that really went into that gift. Like that's really what that category means. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we could probably dive deep into like every single one, but, um, yeah, but I just wanted to give that as an example. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one of the things that we did, obviously, you know, we've been married for, it depends on which anniversary you're talking about. Cause we've been married twice. We have three anniversaries. We do have y'all. three anniversaries, but regardless, we've been together we for 12 f- years. Yes. We've been together for 12 years. We've been married for about two and a half. Yes. Um, and we just celebrated our second wedding one year anniversary. Wait, wait, is this coming February our third? Three years. Yeah. Like we've legally been married for three years. Yes. Or we're gonna be on our third year. Because you start at zero. Because then you go to one month being married. So this was gonna be year three. We got married February second, twenty eighteen. Yes. So twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. Twenty twenty to twenty twenty one. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Math, 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 math. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, so we've been together for 12 years. We've been together for 12 years, and we obviously, we know, and we can pick up on those cues that each other are giving on what our love languages are. And I say that specifically more that you know what my love language is. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little more curious about like what you would say yours is and more specifically we we did one of those stupid little internet quizzes well i think it was like from the book yeah it was specific like again like when i yeah. was saying why that concept exploded in the mid 2000s is yeah. because people yeah. had the internet and they were able to go on you know social media and be like i took the love language quiz and it says that i don't love anything well and i think i remember there specifically being a very popular episode of a talk show it was either like tyra banks or oprah or like a talk yeah. a talk show that's like spe- a daytime that talk specifically show. like aired like an episode talking about it and that's when it exploded yeah but before we dive into anything more i need to pee okay Alright, so we're back. Um, bladders are empty. But refilling, right? I don't know, as we speak. Yep. <laughs> With alcohol. Because if you haven't noticed... It's the afternoon. We, we it's drink. 2 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, we ain't got nothing going on. COVID. COVID, bitches. And we're supposed to have a power outage at some point today, so we're in preparation of that. Yeah. No, but I, one of the things I, I was thinking about while you were gone doing your thing... While I was <laughs> peeing? Yes. Yes. Um, was that... I think that everybody in any long-term committed relationship where you understand your partner and their needs and their wants, you've always known about love languages, but this guy, Gary Chapman, just kind of put pen to paper and wrote it out. Oh, well, sure. And I think it's a natural language that we speak. And we didn't know that it was categorized until someone categorized it. And we're like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Like, I'm totally this one, this one, and this one, or like, whatever. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the whole premise of the book is it's a natural language that we all speak. It, he just brought light to it was all. Yeah. And again, I don't think that it has to be confined to a box of five specific things. There may be others. We did take the time to actually go through and do some stupid, like, I mean, it probably wasn't stupid to you, but it, it was like 400 questions. Oh my gosh mr exaggerator it was probably 30 at the most okay mine was at least 100 oh my gosh no mine was at least 100 Baby, we took the exact same quiz well maybe it's 
you know, quantitative. 30, 30 questions for females and 100 questions for males. No, depending on how you answer. Maybe depending on how you crack. answer that no. it gets longer you, and longer. You finished before me and I started before you. Anyways, we took a quiz. I already knew what my love language was. I'm sure you knew what we yours was. We all know what your love language um, is. I don't think they do, but we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, they're about to find out. But the thing that was kind of nice afterwards is like it gave you a percentage of everything and it broke down what your love language is and it gave you what your primary is, what your secondary is and, and kind of... Well, it breaks them down in percentage. Yeah. So from the most important to you to the least important to yeah. you. I don't know if you wanted to like try to guess what mine is. I mean, I know you know what my primary is. Yeah, I know what your primary is and I already know your zero. Okay. Well, why don't you say what my primary is? Your primary is physical touch. Okay. That is correct. Okay. What's my primary? That's a good question. (laughs) I feel like your primary is probably going to either be quality time or words of affirmation. Hmm. I think those are what you like the most. My primary is one of those. Okay. Which one do you think it is? Listen to your heart, listen to your gut. So clearly one of those is a is a secondary. Um No. No, not necessarily. Okay. Oh, uh nope, nope. Okay. Um I'm gonna go out and say that I feel like Just listen to your gut. Just yeah, point blank. Yeah. Just yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Which one? No, I wanna explain though. No, just which one? No, I wanna explain because explain I'm still after. thinking I'm explain still thinking after. about it. Explain I'm, after I'm still thinking about it. Because I know how you would have answered if somebody were to ask you what is your primary, but I feel like maybe you took this quiz and you found out that maybe what you thought was your primary might be your secondary. But I know it's between those two. I think you probably would have said quality time was most important, but I think that you probably put words of affirmation as your most important. Like I put that as my most important. Yeah, it's your primary. You think? You think? No, I you, put, oh, well, you didn't say it. You you answered the question. You think the results are the, words of affirmation? I think after taking the quiz, your results are words of affirmation. As my primary. As your primary. You're wrong. It is quality time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so let's go now. What I know your your least is. Okay. I know a thousand percent that your least is gift giving. That is correct. Yeah. I got a zero percent yeah. on gift giving. Yeah. Um I would say that yours was also your lowest was also gift giving. You think my lowest is gift giving? Yes. That's incorrect. I don't know my wife very much. We're we're finding this out together. Do you want to take a second guess at what my lowest is? I'd have to look at all five. Okay. Again. All right. Um it's got to be acts of service then was your your least. Physical touch, really? <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. I did not get wow. a zero, but that is my least. Wow. That makes so much sense though because <laughs> of the constant battle of the dynamics between our love languages <laughs> because I do love that intimacy. What percentage did you get physical touch on? Okay, hold on. That I I that is my love language for sure. Like that's how I feel loved is when you are touching me and interacting with me yeah. in that way. Doesn't have to be anything sexual. Just yeah. like a soft graze on the arm, yeah, running my hands through your yeah. hair, whatever. Yeah. And whenever I project that onto you <laughs> and do it to you, you hate it. So I should have I should have realized that earlier. But that is a funny tension in our relationship yeah. that my top is your bottom yeah and you are constantly touching me and i'm like get the fuck off of me we're gonna get into that but first yeah let's read the percentages um just okay so go down your list from don't go in the order that it says go in the order of like what the percentages okay. say do you want to guess what you thought my percentage was for physical touch I mean, I would have to guess at least in the 30 percentage just because it's there's five categories. Yeah. Uh, 37 percent physical touch. Oh, wow. Words of affirmation, 27. Okay. okay. Quality time, 23. Okay. Acts of service, 13 percent. Receiving gifts, zero. Okay. Goose egg. Interesting. Okay. So does any of those surprise you? 
physical touch is the highest. The second highest was your words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And the number three was quality time. Yep. Number four was acts of service. And number five was gifts. Yeah. Zero percent. Okay. Does any of those surprise you? Um. Yeah. I think between words of affirmation and quality time, that's a little was a little surprising. I would have... I would have maybe swapped them. I would have said that like those are surprising to me too. Um, I wouldn't have thought words of affirmation would have been such a big deal for you. The second one. Yeah. But I guess the way that they kind of brought up the questions in what I value specifically how the test was done, how it was putting one against another. It sure. wasn't like out of four or five answers. They gave you basically between two choices. Which one do you like more? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that one kind of surprised me a bit, but quality time doesn't surprise me at all. Like, there's nothing else that I would rather do than spend quality time with you. No, I know. I was just a little surprised that words of affirmation came higher than quality time. But I also, at the same time, when I not think about it. Not by much. No, not by much. But when I do think about it, I'm like, oh, I actually do think that that makes sense when I take the time to think about it. Specifically, the questions that I remember answering last night about that stuff was when it came to, like, you showing your appreciation like telling me like that you appreciated me doing something yeah i valued that so i mean that's where it got the nod over quality time i sure, guess but sure um yeah i mean your results yeah. are your results yeah like, yeah nothing to be ashamed of no i'm not ashamed of it Whatever. so my results are uh coming in at number one was quality time at 33 percent coming in at number two was acts of service at 30 percent Coming in at number three was words of affirmation at 17%. Number four was receiving gifts at 13% and physical touch at number five at 7%. Well, I'm glad that physical touch wasn't at zero. No, because physical touch is something that I do very much appreciate. And it is for me a very huge expression of love, but most mostly for me, it is more so when it comes to being intimate in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like I don't personally like a whole lot of touching unless it is like if I'm laying down like my head on your lap and you want to run your fingers through my hair that I love. Everybody loves that. But like that never happens. Or if you wanted to like, I love massages, like I, I love physical touch, right? Like I love that, but like that doesn't really happen. Yeah, but, but like just random, like touching me a lot throughout the day is just not my language. Which is it is for me. Like I, I appreciate those random things, but almost like something like a massage or like running my hands through your hair or something. I feel like that almost plays into acts of service. Sure. Yeah, totally. Which I kind of want to get into more because that one kind of surprises me a little bit yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, that that was your second highest yeah. rating. Yeah. So For like, sure. what, what is it about acts of service? Like that makes you feel loved. If I was like, Oh, I, I took out the trash or I, you know, I, I cleaned the kitchen. Like, yeah, for me, it's like, I really appreciate gestures. So, it's like, I I really can appreciate when someone is, I think more so what that translates to is someone taking recognition. So if you recognize the apartment's a disaster mm-hmm. and like you take the like recognition and like the initiative to just do that without asking, that's like, oh, wow, like that was really nice because there's something inside where I just immediately translate that to you did that with me in mind. Yeah, which is funny. Um, because there's a lot of times where, especially when I'd be gone for a few days at work and I'd come back and you, you really deep dive cleaned on the apartment. Um, you know, of course I appreciate that, but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily speak to my love language per se. Yeah. And like, when you look at my breakdown, like yeah. acts of service for me only accounted of 13% of the time. Yeah. So that's not something that I'm automatically like, oh, that makes me feel so loved that you did that. Which is so funny because... I specifically, yeah, and I specifically, like, when I would do that, like, because I, like, I know the times you're talking about, like, there are mm-hmm. absolutely times where you were gone at work for, like, you know, two days at a time, five days at a time, whatever, and I 
just got in my head like, oh, wow, like this would be so nice. Like he's been away at work for so long. And I'm just like, oh, wow, like I feel like he would be so stoked. And so like I I specifically do it not because it's like I want the apartment really clean, though I do. Yeah. But I take the initiative to like really clean the apartment because it is a way of like I am trying to express love to you. So it is just so interesting of how like that clearly is something that I like to receive, but it's also a way that I give as well. Yeah. And I would think in most relationships where you aren't on the same page with how you receive love or how you want to receive love. And there's probably a lot of things that go over people's heads like Mm -hmm. you're not speaking that same language and there's a lot of things that are just um you know you're not picking up on that yeah so like for example you doing that i would have never picked up on that that was like an expression of love yeah Yeah. to me it was just it's a nice gesture i uh, of course i appreciate it but it wasn't like it wasn't speaking to my love language where that made me feel really loved yeah what i would rather have is like you Bend Come over. over to me. Well, <laughs> yeah, if you're going into the sixth love language, maybe. But um, no, like, I don't know, maybe like a hug or a kiss when I get through the door might yeah. be something that I would appreciate more that speaks to my love language than getting yeah. in the door and be like, oh, wow, you cleaned. Yeah. You know. I get that. And it's it goes the same way, you know, for me to show you that I understand your love language if mm-hmm. I did something that appealed to that. Or vice versa. If you got home from work and I came and and hugged you or kissed you or whatever, you know, maybe you would be like, all right, back the fuck off. Like, (laughs) slow your roll. Hey, I I might have to get the hose again. I still love hugs and kisses. Sure. And I still love a clean apartment. Yeah. 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 But it speaks to our, our sense of that love language different. Yeah. Which is so interesting that yours is like polar opposites of mine yeah. on both those categories. Yeah. That is really interesting that we play off that. And you just, you can imagine in other relationships I mean, where communication, attract, right? but I don't think this is opposites attract in that way. <laughs> I think this is a recipe for a lot of tension. Yeah. If you don't talk things out and yeah. you're not specifically communicating what your needs and wants are yeah i could see that being like both parties are just like casting out these like you know lines of trying to like receive love in a certain way and it's just miss every time you're like what the fuck yeah so i think that's really interesting actually yeah yeah i want to get into a little bit deeper of like what each one means for me and what each one means for you okay so For me, quality time being at the highest, it is very, very specific to me that quality time is not just physically being in each other's presence. Yeah, well, I kind of want to ask you some questions on that. Like for me, when I think of quality time as something that I want to receive that I don't feel like I receive enough, though I have voiced it several times and I do feel like you are slowly getting better at it. Like, I want to be in each other's presence with no distractions, no phones, no computers. And it can be like us watching TV together as long as we're both doing that together. Yeah, I I think that's the definition of that specific love language. Is it specifically spending quality time with each other without other distractions? Yes. And yeah. I, I think that we distract- spend a lot of time together, yeah. but we spend a lot of distracted time together. Sure. I, w- I would agree with that. Yeah. Do you think that there's a hierarchy, though, for you with your quality time versus like sitting on the couch and watching HBO together versus like quality time, like hiking with each other or, you know, going on a trip with each other? Is there a big difference in your mind between those quality times? Or it's like, I don't care what we're doing as long as you're 100% on the same page and focused as I am on whatever we're doing. Yeah, I feel like I feel like at the top of my head and like my heart how I feel is I don't care what we're doing as long as we are fully immersed in each other and we're fully doing something together with no outside distractions. Let's get into projecting your love language. Because as we talked earlier, not not every love language that you want to receive and how you want to receive love is how you 
project it out. Yeah, it's so trippy because I'm literally just realizing something like live right now, like as as we're talking. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. And it's like, yeah, I just realized like you constantly and especially recently, like you're constantly telling me like how like great you think my body looks, like how fit you think I look, how beautiful I am. Like I'm such a beautiful girl and like you just like you've been saying like stuff a lot and -hmm. I just realized that it's absolutely you projecting like that's your love language. I don't know if I I would be projecting because I don't think I need to tell you that you're (laughs) sexy more that like your arms are looking good or like which I feel like I do. I feel like I am constantly telling you like how I don't you're looking. I don't think that I am projecting that one like I want to receive it back as much. I'm just telling you Maybe what I've seen. Maybe not consciously, <laughs> but side note on that, um, there is a big misrepresentation of how men like give words of affirmation to women about certain things and don't get it, you know, in return. Okay. Can you shed a little more light on that? What do you mean by that? Like very rarely does a man get a compliment on anything, whether it's from another guy. Like that mm-hmm. almost never happens. Mm-hmm. And very rarely does it happen from a woman mm-hmm. complimenting a man on certain things. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that I need that, you know. Well, yeah. And I don't think that words of affirmation necessarily translates to only compliments. Yeah. I don't think means. I need that reinforcement. Like, but I mean, I, t- I tell you all the time, like I told you this morning, like you were combing out your hair and I was like, oh my God, you look so good. It's looking so much thicker. No, I'm just saying like your face, like you look so cute. Like you got a little five o'clock shadow going on right now. Your eyes are so beautiful. You have perfect eyebrows. Your hair's looking good because I gave you a haircut not too long ago. Like you just look so good. You've been working out. You've been losing weight. But like, you hate you this just- shirt. No, I, I like that shirt. You look so good, baby. You think I need to wear schmediums when I'm clearly a size large? <laughs> no, if anything, you would need to wear a, a middle medge. I'm large. <laughs> I'm large. <laughs> yeah. In between a medium and a large? Yeah, you look so good, though, babe. Like, I love your little khaki shorts, your little ankle socks. Like, you're so cute. I love looking at you. So let's let's talk about though projecting love languages. Yeah. And specifically how you're I touching me a lot. Yeah. You how I project all the time. How I, you know, project that love language onto you. We will be sitting on the couch just like watching a movie and then whoop babe's just grabbing my boob or okay. like trying to rub okay. my nipple and it's like, don't fucking touch me. Okay. I don't want that. Hey, no okay. touching, asshole. First of all, we went there. First of all, it's not always in a sexual nature. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I didn't say babe started fingering me. That's not what I'm saying. Like, but you just like you just start like grabbing my boob, give me a little squeeze, squeeze, or like rubbing on my nipples. That sounds really non-consensual, <laughs> and I think that's a slippery slope to go down. Where you're gonna cast me as some guy who is just forcefully touching you, <laughs> and I don't think that's very fair to me. Because we're married. I can do what I want. (laughs) Submit to your husband. (laughs) You don't forcefully touch me. You're not like, hey, bitch, I'm going to touch you. But you're just like rubbing on my nipple. And I'm like, don't fucking touch my nipple unless we are having sex. Like, I don't like my nipples being touched. And we're going to talk about this because you fucking did this in the car today. You fucking were like, okay. (laughs) I have this thing where... I do not like my nipples to be touched unless we are being intimate, unless we are physically having sex. Okay, we came up with a new deal because Chris hates his nipples being touched. And so we came up with a new deal. I was like, well, if you touch my nipples, I'm going to touch your nipples. But in my head, I'm like, that deal is like, I am going to touch your nipples in the way that you hate it the most. So That is so in spite of... absolutely i don't do anything to you with malicious intent though (laughs) you know i don't like my nipples being touched so why do you want to touch them if you know i don't like it let me answer the question because you go around with no bra on and you get pokies and they're just (laughs) out there so of course i'm gonna touch them like what if i was just walking around all the time with a heart on and i was like don't touch that (laughs) 
That's not there for you. <laughs> it would be the same thing. Erect nipples are not the same as an erect penis. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. Yeah, it'd be way more offensive to everybody <laughs> if I was walking around with just a massive heart on. But I think because we are married and you I'm love like me. I'm picturing it, though. If I'm I was just walking, like picturing if I was just sitting here on the couch and I had a massive heart on, just not doing anything, we were watching YouTube, and I had a massive heart on, you would probably grab it. Ten times out of ten. <laughs> but if I... If I knew that you were like, hey, babe, I don't like my dick to be touched when it's hard, unless we are having <laughs> sex, I would respectfully not reach over and touch it. <laughs> this took a really weird turn. I'm not mad about it. No, I I get what you're saying in... It does make me feel bad if you feel at any way disrespected or it's like a non-consensual, unwanted. It's not even about it being disrespectful. Like, it's literally just uncomfortable for me. Like, I physically am in discomfort when you do it. It's not like I'm pinching you. I don't care. I do not like my nipples being touched unless I am aroused. Unless I, and that doesn't mean my nipples are hard because my nipples will get hard whether I work out or if I'm in a cold freezer. Or you're yelling. (laughs) <laughs> or if i'm yelling no oh, you need to cover those things up consent is sexy i'm, no. a, I'm a fat kid I am in a, a cake fr- store and there's a fresh <laughs> cake sitting there i'm gonna i'm gonna take a little bit of that frosting off of that cake no you aren't because you are a human with a strong mind and strong self-control but i married that cake <laughs> You respect the cake. I do respect the cake. There's a lot of temptation with the cake. And maybe the cake well, is not... you need to go on a diet. <laughs> I'm trying. You, you need to go on a nipple diet. Okay, I'm just saying I love you. You love me. I will touch you all you want. But don't touch my nipples. I have to pee. Oh, not again. <laughs> Sorry, <babe>. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We're taking another break. So... Cue the the elevator music until we get back. Now that we are back and you are again emptied, emptied, <laughs> bladder totally empty, empty gang baby, <laughs> totally empty, totally empty. <laughs> um, now we can move on. <laughs> yeah, with the next part yeah um and this is kind of the last real thing that i have on there is just you know before we recorded this um one of the things that i prompted you to kind of think about was Mm -hmm. an additional love language that wasn't the five that we already discussed yeah that kind of you think plays into your love language that maybe doesn't fit into the box of those other five things yeah um and you were saying before that you think that probably 99% of the time, like, that can get categorized? You can categorize it into one of those, for sure. I don't know if mine can. Okay. So, I'm curious to hear what yours is. Yeah, like, I came up with a couple things that... I just came up with one, really. Okay. Well, I came up with a couple, and a couple of them kind of tie together, but I came up with a couple things that I feel, like, really speak to me. That's the approach I took it. Yeah. So I didn't come up with like words of affirmation or like whatever. I just came up with specific things that really speak to me. Again, um, when I was thinking about doing this part of the podcast, there's a lot of people who's like, you know, the way to my heart is through like chocolate or like I love brunch or mm-hmm. whatever. Like you like what speaks to my love language is alcohol. You give me a beer or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. That's kind of the direction that I was going with. Maybe not something so serious. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it is. I don't know. Mine actually kind of is, could be more serious. Cause I think it plays into a bunch of different things. Okay. But do you um, want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. I have five that I wrote, but a couple of them kind of tie together. I have like one and a half. Okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah. But the one that I think really speaks out to me like the most out of the five. 
So again, I'm not going to say it in order that I wrote, but I think something for me that really speaks to me is when, when or if you could get out of your comfort zone to make me happy. And I have like a specific example. Okay. And it's just the only thing that I could think of. And I'm sure there's tons of other examples, but like this was the one that just like really came like first to my head as like, what could I give an example as to what that means? Yeah. I love singing and I love playing music. I love having you play the guitar. I love playing the guitar, but I'm not great at it. You are. And I love just like doing music together. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily always mean... Yeah, we don't do music (laughs) often. Not like we used to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't necessarily mean that like you have to sing because I know you don't like to. I know that like that makes you very uncomfortable. But also, like, it's amazing what that would really translate to me if you did. Because I'm not here to judge. I'm not here. Like, we're literally in the privacy of our own home. We're not, like, out at a coffee shop and, like, playing a live show. Like, just just to do something together. I totally get that. It makes me so happy. I totally get that. But um, if I was to play, like, devil's advocate, there would, I think there would be a difference if we did have the privacy of our own home mm-hmm. where we don't share walls with neighbors. Sure. Um, and that's most of the time the issue that I have. Yeah. Is again, when, if you listen to like deal breakers, like pet peeves, things yeah. like I hate being inconsiderate. And if like we're playing music at like nine 30 at night and we're getting loud and singing, yeah. I hate to inconvenience others who are not wanting to listen to that absolutely i agree with that a thousand percent so that, that plays into it somewhat you would never sing with me or play music with me even at like three o'clock in the afternoon because you're too self-conscious of people hearing you sure i don't know if it's so much of self-consciousness but you know more of just like intruding into somebody else's space yeah. with that sort of stuff yeah but I also don't think that we're any louder than what like our TV would be at or us listening to music in the afternoon would be at. Maybe, maybe not. Like you are so talented and you do not give yourself enough credit. Look at those words of affirmation. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you have four other that... <laughs> things on your list we need to get to. Okay, well, love. I mean, we don't really. I said I would just do that one. Well, you said you had four. I want to hear what they are. Oh, well, I mean, I just, the other ones I said was um, when you take recognition on how I'm feeling and don't take things personally. Okay. And then kind of tying with that is being able to sympathize or empathize with me, but not baby me because there's a big difference. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times you resort to babying me and it's like, no, I don't, I don't need to be babied. I just need you to like show that you recognize how I am feeling right now, especially when I'm PMSing. <laughs> emotions are hard for me. I- <laughs> Your emotions make you weak. That is true. I get that. Um, another one I said was just like spontaneity. Like I love that. Like, and you recently have been kind of doing that a little bit more, and I'm like, I really love that. Like yeah. that. Some makes- days I don't wear pants. <laughs> No, but like sometimes you're just like, hey, babe, like, let's go to the beach or like, hey, let's go on a hike or like whatever. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I'm really off the cuff there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then the last one I wrote was when you make me laugh. Okay. That makes you feel loved? Yeah. like it just When makes, I make you laugh? Yeah, it just makes me feel so good. Inside. Does it make you feel good when you make me laugh, though? I don't feel like <laughs> yeah so when it happens do you feel loved that's what this is all about i feel like i yeah uh, maybe yeah because everything about i think love languages more is it's all about what makes you feel loved yeah that's what i'm learning okay well what was your what was your personal love language that you felt like went outside of the boxes <laughs> well why don't you say what you think that mine was because obviously 
We already talked about when it. When I bend over for you and I yeah. show you my boobies. You thought that that was <laughs> the love language. Yeah, like literally we have it set on our Google. When you say, what makes me happy? She responds with saying, when my wife bends over in front of me. Yeah, well, <laughs> I do appreciate that. And it does make me feel loved. But it kind of relates to that a little bit, but not so like douchey guy version of it <laughs> okay and i'm a fucking douche and i wrote i wrote enthusiasm and what i'm <laughs> what <laughs> what i mean by that is that not doing something out of obligation absolutely yeah there's nothing that i dislike more than when you're doing something specifically because you're trying to make me happy there's such a difference when you do something because you want to do it like, that makes me feel so much more loved. Like, anything yeah. that's done out of obligation, in my eyes, I'm just like, it's not genuine. It doesn't feel that way to me. Sure. It almost offends me more than it, like, does mm. to make me feel good. Yeah. Like, again, I hate that. And it, yeah. it's almost more offensive when I can pick up that you're just doing it for me, not mm -hmm. because you want to do it. So, that was the only thing that I really wrote down. You said you had, like, one and a half. Well, the half would have been the bending over thing. <laughs> Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. Because that does make me feel super loved. Yeah. But I think when you expand on that, it's it's more specifically when you enthusiastically do it and you do it because you want to make me happy because that's what's going to make you happy versus you're just doing it to a, appeal to whatever douchiness I have. Show me your buttholes! Totally. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's basically... All I had, um, the only one thing that I put at the very end here, just a little note that I wrote down as mm -hmm. we're kind of going through this is that, was there anything that you learned throughout this episode about us as a couple, mm -hmm. our relationship about yourself, about me? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, what takeaways did you have? Yeah. Cause I feel like there's so, so much of this is stuff that we kind of like subconsciously knew, but then actually talking it out and like bringing it to light was like, oh. It makes more, like so much more sense. It makes, you're just like, oh, duh. Like, yeah, like I, again, subconsciously knew that, but it, it bringing it more into like that conscious level. Um, yeah, like I feel like I've become so much more enlightened on both of our projections for each other and also so much more enlightened like I don't feel like I really understood my sense of quality time and what that meant until I physically talked it out and said sure. it out loud and so like I feel like I learned that in myself it's like again like I always know because I'm constantly telling you to put your phone away but I just feel like talking things out the way we did kind of brought it to this whole other understanding for totally. me to really learn more in-depthly what it is that I am looking yeah. for. What I've, about you? I felt like I definitely learned how I can speak to your love language better. Yeah. But ultimately, I felt like I learned that my wife knows me better than I know my wife. <laughs> Well, I will give us a little credit in the sense that, like, I think that, and it's not just, like, a male versus female thing, but I think I am a very, very in-tuned, emotional person, and I think that, like, I just naturally pick up on that more than you, and that's nothing against you. Like you said, you literally said, I'm not great with emotions, and... That's for obvious reasons, and that's a whole other conversation one day down the road. But, you know, it's like I feel like that is really what – that's the reason behind that. And yeah. so give yourself a little credit. You know, there's a reason why you are the way you are, and there's nothing wrong with that. If I only had a heart. But the fact that we were able to have this conversation, talk things out, and that you were able to, like, learn something and take something from it I think is huge. Totally. Don't touch my nipples. I won't. Unless we are fucking. I will try not to. Just put those things away and then I won't even know they're there. <laughs> That's basically all we got. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. If you, again, if you made it to the end of this, 
shout out to you good for you you're you're a real friend of the podcast yeah we um, appreciate you yes we absolutely do um whether you are listening to this in your car you have airpods in you're not an apple person you just got random ass headphones in i'm speaking to you listening right now yes thank you thank you we appreciate it that you made it to the end and you listened to our random craziness and uh yeah Yeah. And if there's anything you took away from this episode, um, anything that you would like to hear more in depth about um, or just any other topic in general that you would love our take on, please DM us at MySpace with you podcast on Instagram. Um, We are mostly present there. Um, You can also email us at MySpace with you podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. If you want to get in contact with us the quickest, for sure, Instagram is going to be the best way to do it. Yeah. If you're not on Instagram, email like, us. Like, what are you doing in 2020? No, 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 but- no, no, no. Because I, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Please do reach out, like engage. Like we are like waiting for people to engage with us. Like we want to engage with our listeners. We want to create a sense of community and family and following. And it's like, we're all hanging out talking. We're all just that's hanging out want. together. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Love you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs)